Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you and on with the show. Dr. Alicia Thornton-Benko is a GP from Bondi Road Doctors, and we bring her into the studio to explain some of the more common ailments that we might see as parents. Today, she's here to talk about night toilet training and what to do if it's not working. Hi, Alicia. How are you? Well, thanks, Siobhan. Hello. Night toilet training. It's a topic and a half, isn't it? You get it through, is. <laughs> you get through the day toilet training. You're like, seriously? Yes. No, no. You're just wearing nappies for the next five years. I know. Seriously. It's like, can we just sleep, please? <laughs> <laughs> so with both of my kids, um, well, my daughter is now toilet trained day and night, but yes. we did um, t- train her during the day mm-hmm. and then went, okay, we're just going to leave mm-hmm. it until you're a bit more comfortable mm-hmm. with it at night. Absolutely and, and acceptable. Until she said to me. Yeah. Our son, on the other hand, hasn't started asking yet. He's almost four. Mm, that's okay. Is, there's, is there an age range that you start to think, okay, now now the nappy has to come off at night. Yep. I mean, every child is different and you do have to be guided by them and listen to them for sure. Um, I wouldn't start looking into it or being overly concerned until about, I mean, not you shouldn't even be overly concerned, but wouldn't look into it until about six or seven, in all honesty. Um, boys sometimes take a little bit longer than girls, not always, but just putting that out there, there can be genetic predispositions to it as well. But certainly if they're otherwise well, they're thriving, eating, drinking normally, there's no issues during the day, then six or seven, that's probably time to just sort of look into it in a very, you know, low grade kind of way, because you don't want to obviously make the child feel uncomfortable and embarrassed about it. There are more serious potential issues if a child was toilet trained at night, no matter what age, and then suddenly, not just a one-off, but a consistent pattern of then bedwetting, then, you know, you don't sit on that. It doesn't mean it's something terrible. It could just be a simple urinary tract infection, but that's something that you go, okay, no, that's not okay. There is a reason for this and and you do need to go and see your GP for that. So what do you mean to say is that you've um, managed to get them to a place where they're not wetting their bed and then they just start wetting it consistently? Correct. Okay. So that is different from training them and then from the moment you start training them, they're wetting the bed because they're still working it out, aren't they? Yeah. No, they would have to be dry at night, say for four, even six months approximately, or even maybe three, but certainly for a consistent prolonged period and then suddenly started bedwetting again. Hmm. Oh man, I'm so glad you said I could wait for longer with my son. (laughs) I was just thinking about it with my daughter and we got Fabulous umbrella sheets that yes. the lovely Chris Minogue, who's on this show, recommended. Fabulous. And she said, get two so you can just pull one off and put the other one on and you don't have to, you can wash it in the morning. And yes. All that stuff was yes. great. Absolutely. It makes it a little bit easier. To yes. <laughs> but we had, oh, yes. There, um, do you find that there are steps, you've got three kids yourself, mm. do you find that there <laughs> are steps to night training that you would recommend to your patients? I do think that you need to listen to your child and they're all ready at different moments. And certainly if they're very keen on wanting to be toilet trained at night, then you want to encourage that and support that. Um, but there's lots of different reasons why a child might not be. So you need to just consider a few things. Are they constipated? 
Um, interestingly enough, you don't want to do lots of fluid restrictions on them. Even children who don't drink enough water during the day can actually have more issues. So you want them to be drinking regular amounts of water throughout the day, but certainly at night time, not overdoing it, and certainly not having caffeine or chocolate type of drinks at night time. Some children just sleep very deeply. Um, and if you've got one of those, then that could be a contributing factor as well. And then there's the genetics also. But certainly you want to support them if it's an issue to them and they really want to. If it's not bothering them and it's not otherwise bothering the family, it, it, it is a bit of a family decision in that up to the six, seven sort of mark. Sometimes you might realise they wet the bed at a certain time and there are techniques. Some people say, oh, no, don't do that because then you'll be waking them up and taking them to the toilet for years and years to come. But on personal experience, I actually found it worked for, for one of my children. Um, and so she's quite a deep sleeper, much more so than the others. And she was always sort of wetting the bed in time. I was still awake. So I actually just decided, probably a bit of laziness and not wanting to constantly do washing. Um, but I just decided that I would, before I went to bed, take her to the toilet and she was completely in a deep sleep still but she'd go to the bathroom and then we wouldn't have issues and I consistently did that for a number of weeks and then interestingly enough her brain and bladder must have started talking to each other because then she would actually either stay dry and not get up or around that time get herself up. That doesn't work for all children but it does work for some and it's worth considering for sure. Um, if there are ongoing issues you certainly and you get to that six or seven mark or you're just concerned and you want to have it checked out you go and talk about it any time to get some tips. Um, but if you were going to see a GP, you just want to make sure there's no urinary tract infection. Sometimes we'll do an ultrasound. But if everything seems fine and it's in, you know, before six or seven, then sometimes people use bedwetting alarms if you can be up for that as well. The Continence Association has lots of support and, and you know, ideas. For, for others that, you know, you've excluded a, a serious cause, there is a medication. I tend to try to avoid that myself. That's just my personal feeling about it, but it can be very effective. It's, uh, it's called desmopressin, but basically it's like antidiuretic hormone because really at night, our body's meant to produce antidiuretic hormone, diuretic meaning we, so anti-we hormone in a way. Um, and some Why don't people, women get that? Yeah, I know. Well, we do have a little bit of it, but certainly no, not a lot. Especially <laughs> not after having babies. No, no, it does go out the window, doesn't it? But there's other factors at play, unfortunately, as well <laughs> with that. Yeah, so there's there's different options, but the key is, I suppose, um, not getting, not embarrassing the child, and helping to support them, and looking at the support services and, not and GP. Cross at them, not right? getting cross. No, no, it, it's never would never be on on purpose. They they try their little hearts out with these things, and we just have to, yeah, keep it low key and support them with it. Okay, yeah. so in summary, the time to perhaps be concerned about uh, toilet training is a if you think they're old old enough to do so and, and they can't do yes. it. So maybe around six and they still can't. Yes. And it's not to get night. alarmed at that age either, but it's just start thinking about going to see about to just exclude another cause around six to seven. Okay. Yeah. And also if you have trained them and they've been dry through the night for quite a while, up to about three months minimum, and then they start wetting the bed, perhaps something else is going on, take them to the GP. Definitely take them to the GP for that. All yeah. right, Alicia, thank you so much for chatting with us. Thanks, Siobhan. That's Dr. Alicia Thornton-Benko. She's a GP from Bondi Road Doctors.